You are now listening to Hack My Age, the show that brings you guests with information on how to make yourself hard to kill and help you live to 100 and beyond in good condition. I'm your host, Zora Benamou, a digital nomad currently stuck in Spain, certified sports nutrition coach and master student of gerontology at USC. I am the creator of the Longevity Master Plan, an online program to slow aging and author of the cookbook, Eating for Longevity. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review to help others find us too. Welcome to the Hack My Age podcast. Today we are talking about menopause and supplements. Should we or should we not supplement when we're going through menopause? And we'll speak with holistic nutritionist Melanie Murphy. She's a registered dietitian and completed her master's of nutrition, health span, and longevity at USC. This is the University of Southern California. So this is right up our alley, guys. I found Melanie through the Fasting Mimicking Diet newsletter out of all places, and I saw that she studied at USC with Dr. Walter Longo, who created the Fasting Mimicking Diet and investigated further, loved her website and the holistic approach she takes to nutrition. And she specializes in gut health and is based in Los Angeles. So today we are going to decide if mental supplements are or are not for us. So without further ado, welcome Melanie. Hi. So menopause, you look a little too young for menopause. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm not even close. Um, well, well, that's okay. It's okay though. There's there's lots that um, nutritionally we can we can talk about. Yes, this of, is, I'm, yes. I know you know your stuff, and it doesn't mean just because you're not going through. It. I'm not going through it yet, as far as I know. So, <laughs> um, it still doesn't mean we can help because I have a lot of clients who are going through menopause. Most of my clients are going through menopause, and I'm sure you have some clients as well who who are also passing through this, and you can help them a lot. And so, yes. the the question that I, our viewers had asked is that they wanted to talk about food and supplementation. Um, and mm -hmm. supplements are a really controversial topic, and we could probably go a whole other live stream based on how to choose supplements, if we should choose supplements, and et cetera, et cetera. But is there anything you want to say about the topic that we're going to talk about before we kind of jump in? There's a lot of components to whether or not you experience uh, side effects and symptomology of, of menopause that, you know, going through menopause is, is, you can't stop that. You can't, you cannot delay that process. It's going to happen. It's a natural part of, of getting older, but you can manage and you can reduce the symptomology that come along with it, including night sweats, including hot flashes and brain fatigue and brain fog and joint pain mood and all of those swings. things that come along with mood swings. <laughs> Yeah, come along with it. Exactly. But in, in terms of reducing those, the symptomology that is is not as desirable, there's a lot that you can do with regards to general lifestyle eating habits that help to mitigate those symptoms. So hopefully that's what we can chat about today. Yes, I, absolutely. I have to say, I just want to tell people too, um, because this is kind of a controversial topic. I always think you and I are think very much alike. And before, you know, we, when we talk about supplements, we talk about it being a supplement to an already healthy diet and lifestyle. Okay. So right. this isn't a talk about the magic pill that's going to swoop away all of your symptoms. Um, and I wish we, we had one, but I 
in my experience, it doesn't exist yet, but they that can doesn't exist ever. Help. <laughs> they do help at some point. So I think right. some of the things we, we, when we talk about like the general things about healthy lifestyle is, you know, having a, a diet that works for you, less processed food, more, more fruit and vegetables and getting to bed at a right time, getting enough good quality sleep, managing our stress. I think all of those things are mm -hmm. super, so it's just as important as any kind of supplement as well. So that holistic oh, yeah. approach, oh, yeah. I, I really want to so like have a precursor in telling people that when you get those in place, the menopause is so much easier to deal with. But, you know, when we talk about supplements, um, you know, what is it that you know that's helped maybe some of your clients that can mitigate some of these signs and symptoms of, of menopause? So let's talk about food as a supplement first, because um, food is medicine, right? And one thing that mm -hmm. is obvious about uh, that we is very well known about menopause and perimenopause even, we're producing less and less of these hormones that regulate our menstrual cycle. And as a result, and estrogen is specifically is tied to a great many other things other than our, our menses. It relates our, um, our bone health, it, it's involved in our insulin uh, sensitivity, it's involved in a lot of different things. So when we are producing less estrogen and progesterone, it, it can cause a variety of other issues that outside of just stopping your periods when you get older. First and foremost, one of the most important nutritional pieces of advice that I that I give to women in any stage of their life in, in their menstrual cycle is to attempt the, the idea of seed cycling because seeds, the, there's four specific seeds that are especially powerful and potent for managing and regulating hormones. And those mm -hmm. are black seeds, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, and sesame seeds. So I think that we may have even spoken about this, uh, Zora, a while back. Phytoestrogens are found specifically in flax seeds and in sunflower seeds or in sesame seeds, excuse me, and they actually fill in the holes for your body. So if you are, are a younger person, say, and you're not making enough estrogen, phytoestrogens will actually go and fill in those holes where estrogen should be. But the mm -hmm. best part about people going mm -hmm. through perimenopause and menopause, if you have too much estrogen at any point in time, it actually binds to the excess estrogen and takes it out. So it's, it's like this magic catch-all for um, kind of acting, standing in for a lot of these, these waves of estrogen uh, flow in our body throughout our life cycle. So it's really, really important so uh, to consider phytoestrogens in food as a, as a way of managing symptoms. Okay. So this may clear some of the confusion because I get clients and people who say, well, wait a second, I don't want to eat flax seeds or I don't want to eat certain soy beans because they are phytoestrogens and they are, will mimic estrogen and they're going to pick up my estrogen and it's maybe already too high. But you're saying phytoestrogens are like an adaptogen where they adapt to your body yes. and either swoop a little yes. TPO got too much out or add it if you get it in. So this is like... Yes so great and it's great to hear and it makes perfect sense because i have clients who it does drink soy milk cappuccinos and they say it's the only thing that takes away their hot flashes when they add some yes. some soy to their diet and so mm -hmm. um and then they mm -hmm. get worried because they heard that it may cause breast cancer and all this stuff so it's really interesting that you you say that and i think people should be aware of that so thank you yeah. for clearing that oh yeah i'm i'm a huge proponent of of utilizing phytoestrogens in food as a as a means of managing if almost any 
Um, if you have premenstrual symptoms, you know, phytoestrogens are helpful. If you are going through perimenopause and menopause, phytoestrogens are helpful. But the thing that's uh, one just, you know, clarify quick, quickly is that if you do have always talk to your doctor, you know, bring topics mm -hmm. to them that you find interesting or information that you find interesting. Because if you do have a cancer that is affected by certain um, hormone balances, it's, it's going to be important for you or or taking medications that could interact with those things, you know, not to say that that having more flax seeds or, or soy or any of that is going to be a problem at all, even still, but always talk to your doctor about about those types of things, too, because I think that there's everybody's different in this, that what they're experiencing outside of their menopause, whether they have a, a, another chronic health condition is an important thing to, to consider. Yeah, actually, that's a really good point to consider if you are trying to experiment with certain supplements as well. I think anything that we say here, mm -hmm. please talk to your doctor first, or if you have a naturopath or an herbalist or somebody who really, really knows, because I don't like people who just self-medicate with supplements as well. I, that's, you know, it's again for another topic, but um, please take this all you know, with a grain of salt and we're here to help you and bring some questions perhaps to your doctor, your naturopath. So yeah, let's, let's continue with this phytoestrogen thing is totally cool, which you can get some, you said from seeds and, but what about supplementation? What if somebody's like, I don't like to eat seeds or I don't want to eat soybeans. Can they, what do you think of a supplement? Uh, I do have patients that can't can't eat seeds. They're allergic to seeds. So that's obvious problem. So there are a few supplementation mm -hmm. um, oils and things like that, herbs that you can take. Ginseng is one of those things that's helpful not only for hot flashes, but for brain fatigue and brain fog that tends to accompany, for whatever reason, um, menopause. There's also mm -hmm. uh, Don Kwai, which is, is very well known for helping with hot flashes and swings and things like that. Sounds like Chinese medicine. When I was in Hong yeah. Kong, oh, yeah. basically. It sounds like very much what I would find in the Chinese medicine pharmacy yeah. or all these herbs. Yeah. So yeah, yes. Dong Kwai is, but all usually a Chinese doctor would blend, would make your own blend. They would maybe put Dong Kwai with some ginseng and, uh, you know, so which is why I think it's really important to talk to a naturopath. Even though, you know, some studies out there will be conflicting this has been used in Chinese medicine for so long. A so long I time. really believe that there's something to it and it's something to consider. Mm -hmm. So Dong Kwai is for the hot flashes and the mood swings. And what else to be helpful? Black cohosh is to, that's kind of the counterpart to blue cohosh, which, you know, can actually help to induce menses. But black cohosh can help with mm. those with those as well. There's also evening primrose, which kind of helps to ease the, the nervous system from overfiring for those overheating moments. And for, you know, helping to aid in sleep, which you had mentioned before is a really important component to managing symptoms. Mm -hmm. In terms of actual non-Chinese medicine supplementation, really, really important to consider a calcium supplement. And also, you know, that's also why the phytoestrogens, which a lot of people, we, we're not, you know, going to go into the hormone replacement therapies as much on this conversation, I don't think. But the reason that's really important is because estrogen actually helps to protect the bone from resorption, from actually utilizing its own mm. bone for that, you know, getting that calcium. So it's really, really, really important that you, yes. um, as you're going into menopause, that you consider taking a vitamin D and a calcium supplement to help um, manage the, uh, preserve your bone, bone mass. Uh, really, really important. Yes. Osteoporosis and osteoarthritis are, are, are common as people enter mm -hmm. into perimenopause, menopausal stage. 
So what else can people do if they, if we want to talk about food and calcium and is it as powerful to take a, su- a supplement as it is, is it food as it is to take a supplement? Cause sometimes supplements are concentrated. I think after a certain point in time, you need to take generally as a rule of thumb to take some supplements because there's just not, there's not a lot you can do past a certain age in terms of adding to your bone mass. At a certain age, you're, you're basically just preserving what you have already. So it's important to supplement. If, if you do tolerate dairy, if you tolerate um, healthy sources of calcium like dairy and that kind of thing, then great. Mm-hmm. I have a lot mm-hmm. of patients that don't tolerate dairy and therefore can't get those really great bioavailable sources Mm -hmm. of calcium, in which case, you know, there are things like spinach and broccoli that do have, you know, some some calcium, but it's a lot harder to extract the nutrients from plant based sources unless they're lightly steamed, you know, what have you and it's in also you'd have to eat a load of it in order to get the same amount supplementation Mm -hmm. to me (laughs) is is always a really, really great way to fill in those holes calcium. It's sometimes it's very often not always about calcium when it's about, you know, bone health, We, we see so many people even in sunny states like California that don't have enough vitamin D or vitamin K in their bodies. And both mm-hmm. of those vitamins are essential for calcium even being absorbed. So if yes. you if you can take all the calcium supplements in the world, but if you're not getting vitamin D and vitamin K that help to actually pull it into your bones or protect it, you, you know, your your SOL basically. Um, it, it would behoove, it would behoove your patients to, and it's such an easy blood test to take to see where your vitamin D and, and calcium levels are. So super easy to easy to just ask your doctor next time you go in for your blood exam to test you for that and make sure if they're not already, they should be because vitamin D deficiency is, is associated with so many chronic health conditions as you get older anyway. I think that's actually crucial. Yeah. And it is interesting. I also have found in my research that vitamin D, uh, and K obviously is, is super important as you get older but it's to me across the board for for everyone at every age and mm-hmm. that that deficiency has been proven over and over again is becoming a, a real issue and a real problem for so many a things. real problem yeah so i yeah. i totally agree with you just get tested instead of just popping a bunch you know thousand or two thousand i use who knows how much you need but i think super important to to get the testing so for your bone health and for your hormonal regulation for everything because vitamin d is is a hormone right it's not even really a vitamin so yeah it, uh, yeah it, it regulates a lot of that stuff for sure but it's it's, yeah. it's major it's major in 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 health in general we do see an increased rate of heart related symptoms people going through menopause perimenopause menopause you know circulation vascular mm-hmm. issues with related to the heart and it just so happens that all of those foods that are really good for your heart like the green leafy vegetables and broccolis and also not only are great for blood flow and blood circulation that we need for a healthy heart, but it's also loaded with vitamin K is, you know, what we need for for calcium absorption too. So really, really helpful to increase all of your green foods, you know, to get those chlorophylls, Mm -hmm. to get those, you know, polyphenols from, you know, the the green foods that will really help protect your heart during this period of time and to help give you all those really rich sources of, of vitamin K. I think it sounds like we, it's a good thing to get a combination of whole foods and get our vitamins from there and get um, our vitamins from supplementation, depending on how our, where our levels are at. But, and like you said, food is medicine. 
but it is, um, I, I do the same myself. I just do a combination of everything. But I have to say one thing that has worked a lot for my clients going through menopause is, is managing their stress levels. In terms of supplementation, give me your thoughts on what these, what you think <laughs> these things are, if they're beneficial and your research is, you know, to calm them down, there's things like um, magnesium or ashwagandha and St. John's wort. These are kinds of things that my clients experiment with and in terms of supplementation in addition to maybe meditation or a little bit of yoga or, mm-hmm. or breathing breath work whatever it is that they need mm-hmm. to do to calm the mind it may have nothing to do with you know their hormone regulation but if ultimately it will <laughs> you know affect their hormones because they're in a, in a calmer state but what do you think of those kinds of supplements oh yeah magnesium's huge we do see you know oppressive symptomology does tend to increase during this time too the neuropathways in your brain tend to in in just the the suffering from the symptomology that you are experiencing can put people in depressive states um mm-hmm. not to say that you are clinically depressed or to, to yeah, make yeah. you fear fear that but <laughs> yeah. we all you know you might be uh, less less joyful and filled with vigor in life. And um, St. John's word is really good for that too. I would say, you know, you talk about stress and the first thing that comes to my mind, it's really, really important. And we talk about this, we've talked about this many times in our calls, but reducing the amount of stress in your external world through the foods that you're eating is going to really, really help mitigate the stress that you're experiencing from everything else externally. So if you, if for instance, Talk about the insulin resistance, uh, you know, that people people experience or if they're loading their body with with refined sugars and carbohydrates, during, especially during this period of time, you're already mm-hmm. going through all these fluctuations. You're just putting fuel on your own fire by, you know, not regulating your blood sugar, not eating enough fruits and vegetables, not getting enough sleep, you know, not drinking enough water. If, if you are adding fuel to your fire by not living or, or trying to adhere to a more healthy lifestyle, then you can you can throw all the supplements onto everything that you're doing and nothing's <sighs> going to help until you actually start making changes in your everyday life and the way that you live your life. Absolutely. So I, I would say in weight management, obviously, as to you know, severe symptoms or not, not always the case, but we do see, you know, correlation with with weight and, and, you know, more extreme menopausal symptoms. So, you know, walk more often, sleep, you know, do do what you need to do, take a bath before sleep to try to get your body mm-hmm. relaxed before you go into bed. So you can actually have a, a, a better don't drink water before bed. So you're not waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these types of things are really, really important, I think, for living a, a more healthy lifestyle that's going to promote less stress in general, you know, when when you're going through menopause, and and, you know, I, I know we're, we're coming up on our time here, but hey, I'm butting in for a quick second. If you enjoy the content brought to you in this podcast, consider supporting Hack My Age by becoming a patron on patreon.com. This is where you can drop a tip or become a member for the price of a coffee. Members get special material, free coaching and private Zoom calls. Join us by going to patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Hack My Age. Thanks for your support. Now let's get back to the podcast. When you're going through menopause, you're you're about you're like in your 50s ish, right? You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's about the time that it starts to happen if it isn't already. That means that you're kind of you're that sandwich generation where you have older parents who may be sick and elderly, you have younger kids who maybe you're going off to college or, or about to you're in this sandwich generation that is tends to be the most stressful time in your life because you mm-hmm. are the caretakers for all all the people around you. You can't always yes. control the external stressors in your life. You can't control the fact that you that you may have to take care of your parents 
parents that you also are working that COVID-19 is happening and you're quarantined with your kids or you're trying to figure out how to get your kids that, that are graduating from college job. There's a shit ton going on. Point being, you know, not loading your body up with the shit too, uh, not loading your own mm -hmm. system up with, with the excess sugar and and taking time to care for yourself. Um, so I, I say that because you're, you're, you're experiencing these things internally and you're also happen to be in one of the most stressful times in your life. It, it, there's no reason whatsoever to add fuel to your own flame by yes. eating, eating things that you know are not going to be good for you or, or not incorporating movement or, you know, whatever. So agree with you. I think you just hit the nail on the head. And again, it's, it's, I, I wish it were simple, right? It is, I mean, it is simple. It's, it's not easy, but it's super simple. Keeping things really simple, I think will help a lot. Key is to, to find how to do it. And that's why I tell people to contact you or to contact me, <laughs> contact a health practitioner who can help <laughs> you through through this and get you on a Come regular schedule, yeah. right? And and yeah, it's so much easier to do this with someone and than you, to do it alone. I was going to say one one more thing that is mm -hmm. semi-related, but but kind of a little bit just to make sure it's said. You had had a question come through about toxin, toxic burden, and if that contributes to um, menopausal symptoms. Oh, yes. I, mm -hmm. I really wanted to address that because I, I feel pretty passionately about it. No toxic questions. Yeah. Toxins are not going to be the reason you experience menopausal symptoms. However, toxins that we get from the air that we're breathing, from the food that we're eating, from the pesticides that we're ingesting in the fruits and vegetables that we're eating, from the stress that we're experiencing, from all of these different emotional and environmental and you know energetic toxins that we're constantly having, those accumulate in our um, organs like our liver, for instance, which is our master detoxifying organ over time. Like I said, when you get to a certain age, when you're in your 50s now and you're experiencing these menopausal symptoms, you've had 50 plus years of toxic buildup in, in organs like your liver that really are going to struggle to detox, detoxify what's happening hormonally in your body. So if you want to consider going on a liver cleanse or a detoxification cleanse at when you're going, if you're having these premenopausal or menopausal symptoms, that's going to be really helpful too, to kind of clear out your system so that you're better able to flush out and mitigate all of these shifts in hormones during this time too because if you have liver that's sludgy and bogged down with 50 plus years worth of crap it's going to be a whole hell of a lot harder for you mm -hmm. to get to get through these situations so um also something to, to keep in mind yes oh my god so thank you so much for bringing that because that was one i think pretty important question that we got from our viewers is is yeah how does the toxins affect and you just set it on the head so actually start early if you guys are young <laughs> don't have this toxic buildup you know start now taking care yeah. of yourself and your health and you won't have to deal with all of this stuff you know i have lived in over eight countries i've traveled to over 50 of them i interview people all over the world who are aging i see plenty of women who have no or very low signs and symptoms of menopause. We don't have to go through this. It's not some uh, horrible thing that we're going to go through. Not all of us yeah. are going to go through it or have to go through it. I mean, we have to go through menopause, but we'll not have to feel this. And yeah. <laughs> I've learned so much from them. And, and I, so, and I know it, we can't, you know, we don't have to suffer, right? Really. And thanks to 
people like you, um, we can get through there because what you're saying is pretty much yeah, what all these people are, are doing across the world yeah. to, to um, mitigate those signs and symptoms. So yeah. I'm going to let you go. If you guys have Thank any more you. questions, yeah, please contact Melanie. You can find her at health and wellness, health in with N wellness, like M&Ms on Instagram. And you can find her at melaniemurphyrd.com on her website. Please get in touch with her. She's amazing. Ask questions. Um, I'm so, so grateful that you came on and that you spend time with yeah, us every Saturday. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Have a great day in LA. Everybody who's out there, have a good day. Good night. Good morning, wherever you are. And we'll thank see you, thank you next you. Saturday. Yeah, take care. Bye, Zora. Thank you. You can find out more about Melanie Murphy online at Instagram at health and wellness. It's H-E-A-L-T-H-N wellness m-e-l-l-n-e-s-s or her website melaniemurphyrd.com so like me melanie murphy is also an ambassador for the famous fasting mimicking diet a five-day fasting program with food and is the nutrition for longevity.com and this is a science-based farm-to-table customized meal service where you can get nutrient-dense meals based on the longevity diet of Dr. Walter Longo delivered straight to your door. And one more thing about Melanie, next month, March 2021, Melanie is launching her first ever four-week course focused on helping you to fully embody your physical body so that you can better understand your emotions free your mind and unlock your spirit. This practical and enlightening course is intended to reintegrate your body to your soul so that you can pursue a more present and joy-filled life. This is why they call her a holistic nutritionist, guys. Look her up. Hey, did you enjoy the podcast? Don't forget to subscribe to be notified of all the new episodes and leave a review to help build the tribe. It's a small act of kindness that brings me big benefits and helps others find this amazing content. The best thing you can do is share. Sharing is caring. Statements made on this podcast have not been evaluated by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. Anything we say or products we mention are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Information provided by this podcast is not a substitute for personal medical advice and not intended to replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the personal research and experience of me and my guests.